Welcome back to Baker Hills podcast, Lending Made Easy. Today, we're going to talk about lending automation. It's a scary topic for a lot of bankers out there. Automation, I think, implies a hands-off approach, but really, it's all about doing more with less. How do you empower your people with the technology to do more in less time and really focus on those value-added tasks? So that being said, automation still feels like a four-letter word for a lot of financial institutions. The question today to start off is how would you really go about bringing that up to senior leadership, knowing that a, a lot of the business is built around the people? We talk about that a lot on the podcast. Banks are built around the people and the people are the ones that are driving those relationships that make the bank profitable. So how would you really take this concept of automating processes and sell that to your executive leaders. Brian, David, who wants to take this yeah, one first? Though this one drives me nuts. We are obviously in this business of lending automation. I've worked across all kinds of aspects of process automation throughout the financial institution ecosystem in my career. And I'm sure we'll speak specifically about the lending automation aspects of this, but I take a step backwards to just process automation in general inside of a financial institution. Everybody wants to talk about digital. Everybody wants to talk about new capabilities, this, that, or the other thing, and completely discount the change management aspect of it. And so when I think about what's important from a senior leadership perspective, um, it, it is driving an understanding from the top down that no matter what solution you put in place, whether it's a market leading loan origination software and you're picking from one of the providers in that space, whether it's a treasury management sales and onboarding solution, whether it's a sales and service solution for your call center, um, you have to factor in and start from the change management. You have to identify the target operating model that you wanna work under, the value of getting to that operating model and then align the technology to it. And that's what'll drive the adoption because it'll have the buy-in from the leadership perspective and you'll have the anchor to come back to on why you're doing the things you're doing. Where you see some of these things fail, where you see people overwhelmed with lending automation is they don't understand the why. They've got this new technology in place and they're told you have to click these buttons and you have to do these processes and they don't know why. And they don't know why it's changing from what they're doing with Excel and Word and maybe paper and pencil. They they don't see the vision of the value that the operating model brings. And so I, when I think about senior leadership, it's all about that. It's all about defining the why. What are we moving to? Why are we moving to it? And then sell that value throughout the organization then the technology becomes almost an afterthought, right? Because it's just, you're layering it in to fit that vision. Yeah, that's a really good point. We, <laughs> internally to our company, we have a CRM solution and it took us three different tries to get our company to use it. And part of it was the process wasn't correct. But once we started to use it as an organization, the why becomes really obvious. It's the reporting that you get from it. It's the ability to know where you are within that business at any one time. And as people running the business, it's extremely helpful to understand that uh, and to use that tool. And we're fully operational on it now. So we do have a digital workflow within our organization, but it did take a while to get there. And I think, Brian, the why was never really explained to anybody. That's what was missing. And if you think about a bank, you've got policy, process, and technology. 
And technology is never going to fix bad process, and it's never going to fix bad policy. I think your point on change management is kind of key. The explaining to the staff, the folks, why are we going about doing this? Why do I have to change what I've been doing a certain way for a certain amount of time? The benefits of lending automation are significant with respect to capacity and your ability to do more work with the same team. And from a leadership perspective, finding good employees is challenging and keeping good employees is tough. So how do you go about doing that and keeping them working in value-added tasks and value-added work and out of the tedious nature of what would be a traditional commercial lending process where you're entering the same information 10 times is probably a really good idea from a leadership perspective. It's going to keep your morale up, especially when you get newer employees that have always had technology in their life from when they were little and they understand what good technology is and what bad technology is. And if you don't have good technology, it's going to become really apparent to new employees and they're going to be wondering what's going on here. Why is this so antiquated? Why don't we why don't we change this? The why could change over time could just simply be mm-hmm. because you're not going to be able to attract the right talent to run the organization. They're just not going to want to work in that environment. Mm-hmm. Now. What I will also caution people of, David, because you you raise a lot of good points, is as you define these things, make sure you kind of apply the same thinking to those sacred cow systems. So there are things that maybe what we would think of as antiquated, right? Maybe I've got an access database that some Ivy League set of gurus built for me that houses all of my internal thinking about pricing and profitability of commercial lending, right? So like all my relationship pricing, et cetera. If that is truly special, if that does make you different, if you have created a better mousetrap, don't throw that out and think you can replicate it in other software. I think it's important as you think about the why that you identify the things that make you different and that derive value in your process. And when you're building that operating model, plug them in so that I understand, I know I need this exact engine to be operational. And if I can't replace it with what I'm doing, I either need to keep it in place or find something else that will do it. And so instead of just trying to replicate it for replicating sake, applying that same thinking to how do I implement technology. So, you know, I can buy a lending origination platform. It doesn't have to do everything for me. It can handle the foundational elements while I still do my pricing outside of the system. I may find that 90% of the spreading that I do for commercial deals fits nicely in the solution that I buy, but there's 10% based on any number of factors where I need to do a very unique look at global cash flow, as an example. Identifying those going into the process and having those part of your decision criteria helps set that up for success in the long run, which is obviously what the leadership is going to measure once you get there. So again, just more upfront work and due diligence into understanding I don't have to solve for everything as long as I know what the answers are. So again, I'm going to implement an an origination system. I'm going to keep my pricing solution may or may not integrate to it because it's, again, the value in it is the 
decisions that it makes, not necessarily the effort in using it. And same thing with spreading. I'm going to make my decisions on what solves the majority of my problem for the right price point, for the right experience, for the right broader use cases, not thinking it's going to do 100% of the work if there's 10% that certainly deserves to be done outside the system. Looking at all of that in the view of what the future state looks like and accounting for it before you make decisions drives success throughout. Yeah, I would agree with that. You want to make sure that those sacred cows are kept safe. I mean, I would also try to get a sense of what's possible. Mm -hmm. Like within your current ecosystem as a bank, what is possible? What systems connect to which and how do they connect and what's the integrity of those connections? And can the connectivity or the sharing of data be automated? I mean, if we can just eliminate duplicate data entry, we've gone a long way in creating a lift for the institution based on what I've seen in all different size institutions. There is lots of disparate systems that do not talk to each other. And you don't necessarily need to automate the task that that system is doing, but if you can get that system's data out and into the next step in the process, you've created a pretty significant lift. So the question is, how do you go about doing that? How do you make sure it works on the front end? Uh, and then how do you make sure it works on the front end for you and mm -hmm. whatever legacy solution you know you need to keep? Because it's like your access database example. It's something you shouldn't give away because or get rid of or try to replicate. The other thing that I see is the due diligence side of it. I, I don't know if it's just because they don't buy it frequently enough, but there's a lot of banks that just don't get into enough depth when it comes to making a decision on an automation solution. They need to really dig in a bit deeper around some of the processes that they have to make sure the solution really is going to check all the boxes for them. Mm -hmm. So getting senior leadership to buy into lending automation, that's that's one thing, but then empowering the leaders who run the different areas to do the appropriate due diligence and bring those recommendations forward, I think is the next step in that process, because then that's ownership transfer. If I'm a leader, if I'm the CEO, I'm going to want you to own this solution, Mr. Chief Lending Officer, and you're going to have to make that decision, make that recommendation and live with that outcome. So you, you definitely want that ownership. And if I'm the Chief Lending Officer, I'm going to want that team to buy in on that, not necessarily make that decision, but buy into the idea that, hey, we're going to decide. Once we decide, that's it. This is what we're going to use. And we're not going to make everyone happy, but it, we have to get that ownership transfer through the ranks for this to work, mm -hmm. which gets back to change management and aligning technology with the goals of the bank. Yeah. And something that should be table stakes, but it tends to get overlooked is you factor all of those things you were talking about together, David, and going into it with a clear understanding of how you're going to measure the success of all of those that I see get overlooked all the time, right? We have talked about on this podcast, and I know you and I have talked quite a bit about return on investment concept for lending automation in particular, where you know, as we are selling loan origination solutions, we get asked, and sometimes it happens at the very end of the sales cycle because the C-suite has gotten involved and say, well, what's the return on investment that I'm getting here? And we have tools that we can certainly walk organizations through to help build a generic return on investment based on capacity figures, right? How can I grow with what I have, do more without adding cost? But the reality is what you really what you need to know is what is it that I'm trying to change? What are the metrics that I'm looking at that reflect the current state and what do I want to get them to? So 
if, for example, you put in a system and the only thing it does is gets you a decision 15 days faster. There's some people who look at that and say, well, that's fantastic. That's exactly what I want. Let's go buy it. There's some organizations where they don't care about the 15 days for who knows any number of factors. So what they, the organization and the senior leadership needs to do is sit down and say, why are we making this change? What is it in very specific detail that we are looking to see change? What am I doing today against those metrics? And now I've got a good starting point to evaluate the technology. Now I can be very targeted in the due diligence that you were talking about to understand how is a particular vendor, solution, delivery partner potentially. So for us here at Baker Hill, we deliver our own solutions and can tell you exactly what is going to go into that delivery. But for others, they may be using a partner. You need to factor not just the partner, but Am I getting the A team from the partner or am I getting the B or C team from the partner as part of that implementation? All of those things factor into the due diligence that lead directly to how am I going to move the needle on these ROI factors? Am I focusing on speed to decision? Am I focusing on overall credit? Am I focusing on cost reduction by moving away from a specific document provider or pulling some of my documentation away from a high-priced attorney-prepared documents? What are those things that I'm trying to move the needle on? What is my current state and where am I going? All that can go back into the why that you push out to the people that need to adopt the software to to help drive the change management across the organization. Because if there's one thing that kills all software projects, it's adoption. Doesn't matter what kind of software you're talking about. If people don't use it, it was a waste of the time, the money, the effort. That's some really good insight there, Brian. And David, you said earlier, you know, banks have the policy process and technology and alluded to, you can't fix those with the technology. But I'd kind of argue you need to add a fourth one, a fourth category there, right? They have policy process, they've got technology and they've got people. And we talk a lot about that, right? That people really are that that foundation. So when we start talking about the ROI of implementing automation and these technology solutions balanced with that change management approach to managing expectations and the people, how would you all strike that balance in those conversations as you take those to, say, an executive leadership team at a financial institution? It's going to be different for each institution. It's going to come down to what's important to them. What are they? What are their goals and objectives? What are the strategies of the bank? And aligning with that, because again, it's it's a different reason. It's a different why for each institution as they think about not just lending automation, but any technology. If it doesn't align with your overall goals and objectives, I'd argue, why are you doing it? And again, knowing everybody's kind of got different ones, how you might focus on it, how you might pitch it is going to be different. So I think you just, you got to understand the financial institution as a whole, where they're looking to go and what matters to the individuals, right? What matters to the senior leadership, what are their personal goals and objectives, not just the financial institutions. Um, And again, just help structure the organization and set them up to make the best decisions possible. You can put in lending automation and as an example for lots of different reasons, and they're all good ones and they all can drive an organization forward, but they won't be successful without that alignment. And I do see a lot of organizations who have a vendor in place that a renewal is coming up. It handles a portion of the process and they go to market 
and they start looking around. And pretty soon they land on the idea of a digital lending solution, which covers much more than just that one particular vendor offers. And they really haven't contemplated from a top-down perspective what they're trying to fix, what they're trying to solve. But when they get through or when they're in the midst of that process with the loan origination solution that's automated, they have an aha moment and they realize, holy cow, I could really change my life. And at the end of the process, we end up doing that return on investment calculation for them or break even for that matter. And that's not for them. That's for their internal colleagues who need to be compelled to allocate the resources towards the solution. Because the people operating in the business look at what they're doing today. They look at how they would operate within the confines of a lending automation solution. And it's a no brainer. Literally, it's just a, it's so obvious to them. So that to me, that's coming at it a bit backwards. You're not coming at it from a strategic perspective. It's very tactical. And I would prefer that they, they think about it the way Brian's considering it. What am I trying to solve? What's the cost of solving that? And then what's the benefit of solving that? But many times when you're solving that one problem, you can solve many others, especially if you step back and take a look at how you're operating. What's that process look like? And what if we were to optimize the process? The other thing you don't want to do is take an antiquated, disparate process and just apply technology to that. you got to be ready to change the way you're doing things, to improve upon the way you're doing things, and let the technology give you the lift. So really that process design applied with that technology gives you that lift. Yeah, that's great. Brian, David, thank you guys so much. A great conversation today. Really, I think that's kind of a difficult topic to broach because, Brian, to your point earlier, Every institution is a little bit different in how you approach your executive leadership team with these new ideas can sometimes feel a little scary. So I think this is a great topic to discuss and really help help us all understand how do we really go about that change management process and really make everyone's life a little bit easier and let them focus on those things that work that bring them joy and, and you know help them move the needle. Thank you guys both for your insights today. Really appreciate that. And thanks everybody out there listening to today's episode of Lending Made Easy.